Hi, this is Dr. Shanitra Cuthbertson, and this is the Emmaus One Podcast. This podcast aims to strengthen your faith and edify your soul. Walk with us as we walk with the one on the Emmaus Road. Enjoy this week's message. God, we want to be where you are. Not just because we need to be, but because we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be. In you we live, move, and have our being. So it is obvious that we need to be. But because you are our creator, we are supposed to be where you are. We were made to be where you are. God, we thank you. God, that you love us enough to continually Invite, pull, draw us where we're supposed to be. God, have your way in this service. Move how you want to move, Holy Spirit. Do what you want to do. Search us this morning. Search us this morning, God. Search us. Let us leave different than we came. God, we ask these things. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to read our first scripture, so I just want you to stand while I read Psalms 139 through 4. This is David. And David said, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue. Behold, O Lord, you know it all together. Bless this word. Amen. You may be seated. We're in a new series this morning. David is going to help us out with this series. Psalms 139 is going to create the foundation and the base of this series. And you're like, well, what's the name of it? I'm not going to tell you just yet. Let me talk with David for a little bit. David revealed some things in that scripture. That's one of my favorite scriptures. I know y'all be like, y'all be saying every scripture is your favorite scripture. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Because David says, Lord, you know my sitting down and my rising up. He said that the Lord knows every word on our tongue all together. And what David is speaking to here is that God is omniscient. And what that means is he's all-knowing. He knows everything. And not only does he know everything, He knows everything about you. So David said, search me. Search me. And know me. Know me. Because you're acquainted with everything I do. You're acquainted with everything I think. You're acquainted with everything I say. You know me so well that you know what I would say in any given situation. So search me. And I like that verse so much I had to go into other versions 
So obviously, I guess I will go ahead and do a spoiler alert. Our new series is called Searchlight. It's called Searchlight. And that is the premise of what we want to do through this series. So we're going to read it in a couple different versions. We just read the New King James Version. Now we're going to read um, the NLT, the New Living Translation. And the New Living Translation reads, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out everything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Now, this is one that I like, too, because each one is going to have a subtle difference. Here, David says, point out in me anything that offends you and lead me. The message version says it like this. Investigate my life, O God. Investigate my life. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm all about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me on the road to eternal life. Now, I don't know when David wrote this. We're talking about David in Bible study, but we're not talking, we ain't on this path with David. I don't know when he wrote it. I don't know if he wrote it before the Bathsheba incident or before he took the census or after, but I do know that he wrote this one. And David is a special man because when David says, search me and that you know me, he knows this to be true. And what David is saying is open up the searchlight on me and see if it's something in me that offends you. If there's something in me that's not like you, if there's something in me, God, that, that, that is wrong, show me, God. Because David understands clearly that you can be the king and you can be the man after God's own heart and you can be the man that, 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 that took down Goliath, but something could still be hiding in that heart. And that very thing will wreak havoc in your life. So God is saying, God, you know everything. You're omniscient. Now search me. And when you find me, if you find anything not like you, you are God. So guide me. David is so confident in this matter, which is what we're trying to get across in this series. He's not asking this from a scared place, from one of those places where people try to get you to do right so you don't go to hell. That's not what David is coming from. David is coming from a place where he can say, Lord, search me because I trust you. I trust that when you find something that you're going to heal it. I trust that when you find something that you're going to give me an opportunity for deliverance. I trust that when you find something, you're going to move out hindrances and obstacles that keep me from living out who you've made me to be. I trust that when you find something, you're going to guide me on the road to eternal life. So I can ask you to search me. Knowing good and well, you very well may find something. But I trust you to deliver me. And that's where we are going to be going over these next four weeks. 
because I think God is trying to do something. I always think God is trying to do something. But I think particularly right now for us and for people that are listening, I think God is trying to get us to a place where we're not playing anymore. So one of the things that in my prayer time is that I've been one of the things that I've just been saying to myself, it's like I'm after something, I'm after something, I'm after something, I'm after something. And I can't quite, um, I can't quite fully conceptualize what it is, but I know in God I'm after something and I'm after something and I'm so after it that anything that gets in the way gotta go. Any distractions gotta go. Any weaknesses, any anything, it gotta, I'm after something in God and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get there. And so because of that type thing, you can pray, we can pray a prayer like David, like I'm after something, Lord. But in the midst of me trying to go after something in you, we learned some things in the last series that we don't just come to your presence, God, any kind of way. So I'm after something. So search me. So our series is search like the subtitle is blind spots, triggers and cycles. So this is an introductory sermon to um, the series. So these next couple of weeks, we're going to hit blind spots, triggers, and cycles. Because the truth of the matter is, it's not that God doesn't love us. He does. It's not that he's unwilling. He is. But we get caught up in blind spots, triggers, and cycles. And this stuff hinders us. I think God wants to to deal with it. So one of the things that I did, and I like that graphic, I just like the orange, um, honestly. But one of the things that, that the Holy Spirit began to show me is that I began to um, look up what a searchlight is. And another uh, name for a searchlight is a spotlight. They're the same type of lights. And so I had to go look up exactly what it is because of our sermon series, it's called Searchlight. Let's see where the Lord is going. I know we're going to deal with blind spots, triggers, and cycles, but what is a searchlight? A searchlight is a device consisting of a light and a reflector. And what it does is that it throws a beam of light in any direction, but it doesn't just throw a beam of light. Um, Searchlights particularly have a concentration of light. And wherever the light is pointed, it is able to cut through darkness. It is able to cut through extreme darkness in order to have a laser um, a laser view of something. So if you've ever watched cops or any live PD or whatever be on TV, that when the cops are trying to see something dark, they got this little light on the side of their car and they put it out and they, you know, put it into the dark. Y'all saw it. And it spots, it's a spotlight. It's so you can get through extreme darkness to see clearly. So when airplanes and helicopters and very things are, various things are missing, there is a spotlight for them too. A searchlight that can go through the sky in order to go back and forth. You probably have seen it before, but it is a light with a very strong beam. And the light, its components are the light and there's a reflector for the light. And together, the light and the reflector throw a strong focus beam into darkness in order to light up and point out something that's being searched for. And that's what we're asking God to do. We are asking God, take your searchlight. Cut through any darkness in us you got to cut through. Anything, like David said, that offends you, God, we ask that you shine your light on it. Jesus said this, 
because as I was looking up the components of a searchlight, I thought it was so interesting that the two main components of a searchlight are the light itself and the reflector or mirror. You have to have both in order for it to be a searchlight. Because when I begin to, you know, when you know light, anytime you hear light, you can go to John 1, 4 through 5, where John tells us, in him was the life, and that life was the light of all mankind. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. I am the light of the world. So when we're talking about the components of a searchlight, Jesus has already enlightened us in the scriptures that he is the light and the light of men. The life of men was found in him and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot, 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 cannot overcome it. He says, I am the light. And if you're walking in me, then you shouldn't be walking in darkness. But you should have the light of life. So when this light, who is Jesus Christ, gets together like the components of the searchlight with the reflector, and I was just sitting down, and I was like, man, this is really working well. Um, so if Jesus is the light of the searchlight, then the Holy Spirit is the reflector. Here's how I know. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10 says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. It's another version that says that the Holy Spirit knows the mind of God. Jesus said it like this, but the Holy Spirit, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things I have said to you. He is, in essence, the Holy Spirit is a part of the Godhead. He is a person who is God, but his function, one of the main things he does is that he is the helper, and he brings to remembrance the things that, that Jesus has said. He brings, he is a reflector of what Jesus has already said. He said he'll bring it to your remembrance. And not only does he reflect what Jesus already said, it says that the spirit knows the mind of God. So the Holy Spirit is our reflector. And when the light that is Jesus Christ is teamed up with the reflector, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the one, they our advocate, our teacher. He is the one that brings things to remembrance. He's the things that reveals the deep things of God in the first, first place that are to be reflected when those two get together much like a searchlight the light that is cast into the darkness is powerful it is focused and it is strong and what God is trying to do with us is to take this light and this reflector take these functions of what we know as the trinity and shine them back on us Shine them back on us. Why is he shining them back on us? You can go forward, Sean. Because this is what Jeremiah said. The heart, because David said, search me. One of those versions says, search my heart. Jeremiah said, the heart, our heart, this thing to try to lead us and guide us, the thing to try to tell us how we feel and help us make decisions. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth 
speaks. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? So the Lord says, I, the Lord, I search the heart. Because it can be a lie sometimes. He says, I I search the heart and I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing. But our, our attention is on the first part. He says, I search the heart. I search the heart. And this is exactly what David's cry is. Search me. Search me. Search me. Put Psalms 39 one more time. Investigate my life, oh God. Find everything, find out everything about me. Cross-examine and test me to get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself whether I've done anything wrong. Then guide me on your road eternal. So what we are going to do for the next four weeks is ask God to open us up and shine the light that is Jesus Christ to reflect in that light that is Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit to show us what's not like him, not for condemnation, not for condemnation. But one of the things I started the prayer with is that we're supposed to be with God. And the way that we get there is walking with God. And so we're asking him as we continue to, with our tech fast, search me, search me, search me, search me, God. Search me because I trust you. Search me because I know that you're good. This is what David is coming from. That's why he is uh, great in many ways, why he's considered the apple of God's eye, why he's considered a man after God's own heart, is because David understands something very deeply about the mercy of God, that God is good and God is good all the time. And his intent is for us to be where we're supposed to be as we are supposed to be. And so one of those things he does is to search us. And we have to open up and allow for this search. Because the thing that David started out with, I might as well have you search me because you know me anyway. He says, you know my, my, my thoughts so far. You know my words before I even get them out of my mouth. You know what I would say in any given situation. So I need you to search me and cleanse me. Make me what you want me to be, not what I've always been, and not what I thought I was. Make me what you want me to be. Because I think one of the things right now as we are in this time is that God is really trying to bring his people to a deeper place in him, a much deeper place. But if we are honest, if we are honest, we rather him not search us. Because when he starts searching, this stuff got to start changing. But we don't change on our own. We didn't pay for our own sin. So if he want to search us, that means he wants to heal us. Anytime God comes, he's positioned and ready to heal. And he's ready to heal us past blind spots, past triggers, and past these cycles that we keep getting in. So that's our thing. That's it. This morning is an introductory sermon. It's an introduction to our, serv- to our uh, sermon series, Searchlight, 
and where we are going because the thing we want to do is to be under his searchlight so that we can be his light. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for for being God. God, we thank you that you are moving past any hurdle. You are coming after blind spots, triggers, and cycles. You are coming after psychological places that the enemy has sought to attack us. You are coming after habits and patterns. God, you are coming after hindrances and compromise. God, we thank you. You don't come to condemn us, God. You come to heal us. You come to bring us where we're supposed to be. And we thank you for it. As we explore this particular sermon series, God, we pray that we would honestly in our hearts and in our homes open our hearts up to you and say, God, search me. Search me. I I know what's not right on the surface, but Lord, you know the roots. Search me. Put your light on me, Holy Spirit. Shine through all darkness and find roots that are not like you and uproot them. And God, begin to show us what it means to be on the potter's wheel. Begin to show us what it looks like when it's your hand shaping our lives and not our minds, our flesh, our habits, our ways. God, we are excited to see the glory in us. Not just the glory in the world, but the glory in us. You do that through your searchlight. God, we thank you. Bless this series, God. Bless every piece of it and every person contributing. God, thank you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe and share. We would like to take this moment to thank our mission partners for your continued support of the Emmaus Ministry. If you would like to become a partner of Emmaus Ministry, visit us at www.emmaus1.org. God bless, and we'll see you next week on the Emmaus Road.